remember I had lasagna. How do you want that cooked? Not to a crisp, but bloody as hell. You want me to hold the chicken? I want you to hold it between your knees. And to drink. Ta-da. Peru. This is Bill. He's been a waiter for three years since he left Penn State. He had to get work. He likes the town. He paints toy soldiers and he's getting Hey everyone, it's Matt Knudsen and welcome to the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. This is Grabbing Lunch Episode 31. This is my lunch with Matt Bronger and Augie Smith. I have to say... I do a lot of these, and they're always fun, but this one really encapsulated everything that I wanted this show to be when I started it. Uh, Matt and Augie are hilarious. They're really hilarious guys, and both warm, generous, good-natured people, and it was just fun having them riff, because they're just fucking they're funny they're just really funny guys and they're loose and they're how you think comedians should and would be off stage you hear a lot of people like oh comedians must be really dark and say like, yeah well, some of our but these guys aren't so it was really super fun hanging out with him um matt bronger has a couple of fabulous albums out um Comedy Central Records, uh, Soak Up the Night, Shovel Fighter. He's also done uh, Comedy Central specials. He was on Mad TV. Uh, he was a, a recurring guy on Up All Night on uh, on ABC. He's busy, and he's busy for a reason because he is he is hilarious, and he's great company, which is a good combination. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Bronger or uh, MattBronger.com is is his website, and. Uh, Matt Bronger sounds like this. And I saw it, I saw it, and I laughed for about 20 minutes, holding it. I had to look away, and then probably keep looking back. This is just the album cover. Just the album cover. I, I haven't heard it, because I'm afraid I'm going to have an aneurysm. You know? It's one of those things I just have to be like, all right, I got to think of something real sad, and then I'll listen to this. How's that for a teaser? Hmm? Uh, my next guest is Augie Smith. Augie is also another hilarious comedian, loose, quick. Uh, we have actually performed at the Bridgetown Comedy Festival together, which is uh, Matt Bronger's festival up in Portland, Oregon. Uh, he also organizes that with Andy Wood. Uh, we did Bridgetown together. We actually opened for Gallagher at the Nokia Live Theater in downtown Los Angeles. Uh, we were on the bill with Gallagher, which was hilarious and surreal. Uh, Augie is also a regular on the Bob and Tom show, uh, a radio show, which is very popular. And he is in a new documentary called I Am Road Comic, which is Jordan Brady's follow-up to the great comedy documentary I Am Comic. It's uh, Augie Smith, A-U-G-G. I E S M I T H T H T H Augie Smith on Twitter and AugieSmith.com and Augie Smith the man sounds like this. John Waters said the greatest line about the Oscars. This is like 10, 15 years ago. They're always talking about how to fix the Oscars, you know, and they're talking to all these celebrities and they're talking about shortening it and you know get different hosts and stuff. Sure. And they they clicked to John Waters and just says, I think the Oscars are perfect. <laughs> 
I think the Oscars are perfect too, John. If you have the internet or live near a library, make sure and find these guys. MattBronger.com, AugieSmith.com, or dare I say MattKnutson.com, M-A-T-T-K-N-U-D-S-E-N. You can find me there for Twitter, at Matt Knudsen, uh, YouTube channel, Facebook, all that stuff. And I'm also in the process of lining up some tour dates to support my new album, American, which just came out on, on iTunes and Roof.Comedy. So I am coming to a city near you. If those cities are San Francisco, Seattle, Phoenix, and Denver, uh, I'm adding more dates. So uh, check it out, mattknudson.com or grabbinglunch.com. It's the Grabbing Lunch Podcast. You can go to Grab a Lunch to uh, see pictures of my guests, link to conversation topics, or God bless you, even make a donation to the show. Plus, a portion of every donation goes to support the L.A. Food Bank here in Los Angeles. Uh, Grab a Lunch is also on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn, Swell, Spreaker, uh, at Grab a Lunch on Twitter, thefacebook.com slash Lunch. Okay, so with that, here's my lunch with Matt Bronger and Augie Smith at the Magnolia Grill in North Hollywood. Let's eat. What's happening, man? How are you? How are you doing? You okay? I'm great. You see how I uh, touched your forearm when we shook hands? Yeah. Is that a Hollywood thing? Yeah. I should I start doing that? Maybe you should. It feels very political. It's like a warrior thing. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you are greedy. <laughs> Maybe I have your whole arm. <laughs> I'm shaking your whole arm. <laughs> Not just your head. Wasn't that, isn't like the story of that, like, um, Roman centurions, they, they started that, and it was like I've, I've heard this story, and I don't know what it is. What like to bring some? Uh, coffee and water, please. So that you could tell the other guy doesn't have any. Yeah, he doesn't got anything up his sleeve. Right. 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 It's also because all they did was fuck each other. That's all they did. Right. So any chance to touch other parts of the guy's body. <laughs> and with a and look he, like... And he'll put huh? anything up there. Right. Is his elbow big enough to fit up my asshole? That's mostly what it was. That's what I heard. I don't know. Is a dagger? Could a dagger fit <laughs> yeah. up my asshole? Sure, whatever. Use the other end. Use the, uh, the wide end. <laughs> when mean, in Rome. seems counterintuitive. When in Rome. Good to see you, man. Really oh, good, good to see you. Are you so we're waiting on the Matty B? The, the, the Brong. The Brong. Yes, I saw him last night, actually. We yeah. were uh, uh, cross paths at, uh, at a show. It's good. It's fun. Sure. Did this work out well? Um, are you a North Hollywood guy? or? A yeah, yeah, yeah. I live, uh, I live in uh, Valley Village. Mm-hmm. The Ville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right up the road. I've lived in Los Angeles long enough where this is all... Thank you, sir. Um, could I get a Coke as well? Sure. Thanks. Where it was all... Um, Wait a minute, are you Hollywood. recording this? Oh, we have the Roman <laughs> elbow in the asshole bit. It is oh, locked good. in, Augie. Yeah, um, yeah, they're going to need to know that. Dude, this is... You know the... Uh, the, the um, hey, can I fuck this guy? That's what this show is. It's, really? Yeah, it's whatever happens. <laughs> like I'm trying to structure it in some way. Right. We, actually, so I'll give It's basically like the Donald Sterling set. tapes. Yeah. What do you think of black people? Seriously. <laughs> I mean, it's like okay. serious. Never mind this blinking light. It'll be, it'll be, everything's fine. 
Thanks, sir. Yeah. How about that apology, huh? I think he said like he's like I should have paid her off. That was yeah, like the first one. Well, first oh that first interview was in a magazine that you need to have five million dollars of assets and a million of it liquid. Now, my aunt and uncle are very wealthy, and I asked them, and they've never heard of this magazine, and they have that. <laughs> So, I don't know if that whole thing is a pretend story, if that didn't exist at all, because it's, it's such, it's bullshit enough that the whole thing could be made up, mm -hmm. that there is no magazine like that, because who would know about right. that magazine? Right. Anyway. Was it Essence? <laughs> <laughs> Sterling always gets and misquoted way, in Essence with, magazine. With the magazine industry, why at this point would you want a smaller market? It's like, we only want to sell to a couple people. You know, there's so many people reading magazines now. TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> the only reason I get a magazine is because I'm supporting my nephew's school fundraising drive. There's the only reason magazines are in my house at all. Well, I got like five of them. It used to be to take a dump, right? <laughs> and now you got an iPad. <laughs> Which pretty much put the magazine business out of <laughs> iPads put the dump business out of exactly. magazines. <laughs> I don't know how that exactly works. Yeah, I don't have an iPad. The iPad. Uh, the wife has an iPad, but she'll just, she'll get all the magazines. Even before, because we have like five magazines that come to our house. Right. But they're all available now, what do you on the iPad get? before. You get the week? I love the week. I love the week too. I love the, but I yeah. get the uh, the W E A K. Oh, it's just, <laughs> it's, it's about it's being like a, strong. Oh. <laughs> big article about jars and trying to open them this, this week. Drooping elbows, his arms are making you <laughs> getting sand kicked in your face. Heavy doors, <laughs> the scourge of our nation. Yeah, they were smart. The week that... Oh, was that your foot? Sorry, dude. No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't w, know whose foot it was. The W-E-E-K, they sent it to our place, like, for free for, like, six months. Yeah. And I was like, what's the... What? And you get hooked, right? It's so good. I was hooked. Because in, in one page, they summarize everything. And then if you want, you can go up and look up the details of these things. Mm. But, oh, man, I love it. Yeah. And also, too, you see how skewered other publications are mm -hmm. you know it's just like the Washington Post and then the New York Times and uh, so they'll present the Commentary Weekly or they find that, like these websites it's like yeah. what is that yeah. yeah I was thinking about that too like all those fractured like you're talking about the magazine markets how many bloggers have you talked to and they're like hey we want to do an interview with you and it's just like like maybe have eight subscribers but you're like Love to. Let's yeah. do it. Whatever it is, man, I'll do it. I'll talk to anybody about anything. <laughs> me anytime. too. Yeah, me yeah. too. You got like eight questions right. that they forward. I'm like the anti Nicholson. I'm just. <laughs> we yeah, don't show up. Too late. I got a quote for you. No, Augie. It, we're... It's a podcast in San Diego. I'm on for five minutes. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <I'll be done. laughs> you want me to pick years. another guy up? Sure. <laughs> He lives in Calabasas? Fine. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you need. Augie Smith is there. Is there. Yeah, I remember, I think maybe the last time we did a show together was... Is it the, the Barney's Beanery in uh, Pasadena? No, or? I think... Well, no, we did that weird theater show, remember? There was oh. a Christmas party where your brother was there. And no, they were having a Christmas... It was a, a weird little theater in that strange section of Los Angeles that nobody ever goes to. <laughs> oh, downtown? And no. you'd never... Yeah. And you'd never know there was anything there yeah. out front. And then you walked up. And uh, I went on first. You were late to the show. Yeah. 
because that's the way that, you know. Sure, I was picking up somebody in That's the way the nude does yeah. it, man. Good old Canute. Doesn't care at all. Yeah, I'll get there when I get there, man. That's what they say about him. I was getting snacks for people. I had to, like, yeah. I had to fill yeah. the green room table. Right. Well, on your, you know, on when they list your show, it's just like showtime, whatever. Right. Yeah. Sure. Whenever he feels like Guys. Matt Bronger. I'm so sorry. Oh, so hey, sorry. no problem, buddy. How are you? Good to see you. Excellent. Excellent. We've been on well, fire, by the way. I'm oh, sure. It's just been really Two of you. Oh. Great minds. Yeah. Great minds. How are you? How are you? Uh, I'm well, thanks. Ice tea be great. Thanks. Thank you. I like this place. This is all right. Yeah, it's it's uh, I, we have comedy lunches here every once in a while. I'll put you on the email list. Yeah, let me know. Yeah, love you do comedy. I would, I would yeah, love to I be on. Uh, yeah, especially with Jackie the lunch. Jackie Cation is usually the uh, the leader. Oh yeah, I love yeah. Jackie Cation. It's a pretty good crew. Yeah, pretty good crew. I read she's recently. pretty abrasive. Right? Yeah, she, she, she is. Sure. She's, she's just got so that Midwest abrasiveness. Uh, <laughs> difficult company that Cation. Yeah. I read she's opening for Brian Regan these days. She is. She was telling me stories. Yeah, she had a, well, she had a couple gigs. I don't know if it's a regular gig. Yeah, I don't, regular, I don't know if it's regular either. But right. she did it. Uh, was it um, uh, Nerd Melt uh, recently? Uh, and she told me these great stories about Brian Regan. Is, you know, champ, the best. Yeah, the best. Yep. Yeah, he is. He's the heavyweight he's, champion. He's undisputed. My uh, no. my favorite story about him that sort of uh, it, it encapsulates what comedy is capable of. Yeah. His encore is he comes out and people shout out yeah. uh, requests and he does them. That's his encore every night. When right? I did Bumber Shoot years a couple years ago, Patton Oswalt did that, and I was like, wow, that's cool. A couple years later, I'm in a college. Did my hour? I'll try it. <laughs> oh no! Not one request. Oh, nothing. No. Nothing. I got a but request. That, Go that, backstage. No, no, no. But it, uh, done well. So it, it, it just. I was like. I was like. Well, that answers that question of how popular I am. And big laugh. So it was, just, it was a good thing to go out on. No, but it was just like you know. Just, yeah. And there's some places where I've done it and it's been like, okay, yeah, they, they know this better, or whatever. Course. Like when you're on the road. Lonely but, man dinner. Right. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But but yeah. That, but that's. I mean, Regan. It's like yeah. He well, should. Yeah. Kermit appeal was opening for him. Kermit appeals. Uh, he's watching it from backstage, right? Yeah. So Regan goes out, and Regan. This is like 1,400 people or whatever are watching him, and there's kids, and there's like a, in the front row. There's this 10-year-old kid who had just been watching the show, just loving the show. And during the encore, you could see that he's trying to say something, and Regan can't hear him. So Regan gets the entire crowd to be quiet, and he points uh, to the kid and he said, "Do you, do you, do you have something you want to hear?" Yeah. The kid goes, "Uh." uh Cup of dirt, <laughs> and Regan just like that wow. launches. It. If you know that bit, it's yeah. like a six-minute bit, right? Yeah. So he launches into it, and the crowd's going crazy, and the kid is just oh, beaming. The kid so is just cool. beaming. It's like that's what comedy is capable. I saw him like it was four months ago, five months ago in Thousand Oaks. He was in Thousand Oaks, and um, he did what you're talking about. He had the encore, and, and I went backstage beforehand and met him, and he was just he was receiving people before the show and just like yeah yeah this guy like had old pictures of him from Florida that he'd actually taken from the crowd and so it's like him against the improv background like making like a face or something he like had it for him to sign he's like well this looks I look pretty weird but he like signed it and it was just yeah. it was a lesson in graciousness he's, he's, and humility he, he, he is in 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 in, in uh his, his manner and in his stature, he's the Tom Hanks of the, of the comedy world. Well put. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wow. Well he put. really is. <clears throat> There's nobody I've never heard of. Discouraging word. Disparaging word. Never. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, 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 and 
amazing. Yeah, if you found out Brian Regan raped somebody, right. it would be the most surprising thing. <laughs> sure, that would be, be, that would be the most surprising. Yeah, you'd be like, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the clip. All right, who is she? Oh, you should I use it. And the clip for this is Brian Regan raped somebody. I would never take. Oh God. That's the episode. This was called. <laughs> episode twenty-nine. <laughs> Breaking news. Oh man, that'll get you some. Hey, that'll get you some attention. Real bad attention. Yeah. But it's out the of only time. sound clip that came in right. I, I, everything else. How bad do you want? Do you want fame and attention? You really gotta decide. Yeah. You know, negative attention is. I don't think that counts. Oh, there's always that asshole that's just like, hey man, they're talking about me. They're calling you a rapist. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I think it's okay. They're calling me Listen, something. Better than not calling me, ask, you know? Ask your sixth manager after the five you fired. Dude, yeah. you don't you understand, man. It's me. about getting your name uh, you know, out I'm there. Quit. I, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm dropping you as a client. How can you walk out on me? I'm dropping. Here, you're just come over here. Come over here, don't baby. I'm sorry. I mean, you know the way. Yeah, you don't. You just, <laughs> get your hands off. <laughs> I like... Well, see, I was going left. the other way with it. It was just like his, his long-suffering boyfriend. <laughs> I have to say, if I, I have to choose... I my job at Kinko's to manage you. I don't know what I'm doing. I have to be honest. If I, if I could choose which scenario I'd like to see unfold, I would like to see comedian rape sixth manager. <laughs> Come here, baby. It's Come right. on, baby. No. I'm actually... Oh. I'm advising you, you against this. That's okay. Be why cool. am I dizzy? What did you put in my drink? <laughs> Can't move legs. Oh. Blacking out. Please use a condom. Last thing you say is you pass out. APA warned me of this. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, we're not going to be able to use any of this. Any of this. That's no, all. Too bad. We'll get to some good stuff this eventually. This is all for Nickelodeon. Right, right, right. I forgot that's who your sponsor is. This is actually sponsored by uh, Jesus. By, so it shows. By Christ the Lord. <laughs> by Christ the Lord. How was your walk, guys? How was your walk? This is what I really want to talk to you guys about. Well, it's like I, I grew up with that, um, you know, uh, uh, thing on the wall with the footprints in the sand. Oh, yeah. And there's a thing. But it was a little different. It said, you know, uh, and I and I asked Jesus uh, during my hardest time, uh, why were you, your foot, there were, no, there were one set of footprints. And Jesus said, oh, yeah, those are yours. I want to show you I could fly. And I thought it'd cheer you up. <laughs> I never knew what it meant. <laughs> But that means your parents are hilarious. That's what that means. That'd be great. Right. Be great to have like, you know. That's yeah. meta. Do, you, do you, you and your wife have children? Uh, no children. Okay. No, no children. What's going on? But my dad was a pastor. Oh, okay. So I grew up, you know, mm-hmm. Sundays and Wednesday night, like church groups. Yeah. So I was, I was in. What was particular, in. was there a particular domination? Lutheran. Or Come on, Knudsen? I think no, you have huh? to be Lutheran if your yeah. last name is Knudsen. Yeah, it's, it's built in. No, uh, but no, no That's kids. a good one, the Lutherans. I'm just saying, if you did have kids, you should make that. You should have that thing made. You know, like a really nice presentation. Put it up on the wall. Right. Just know. to kind of confuse your my, kids. My friend had this idea of when... Hi. Hi. Hi, how are you? Oh, I mean, are you guys ready? I'm good uh, to go. You guys ready? I'll, I'll, sure. I'll pick. I get the same thing every time. So. What, what do you use? Uh, any restaurant I go to. Uh, I'm going to make my own omelet. Uh, egg whites and uh, uh, look at me talking a big game that I freeze. Sure, I get the uh, same thing every time. Uh, <laughs> line, <laughs> egg white omelet, uh, uh, onions, mushrooms, and tomatoes. And I like the uh, Roberto's potatoes. No cheese, no cheese. What about the toast? Uh, wheat toast with butter. Sure. Thank you. No, no, you. Uh, I can I have a tuna milk? 
with a, does it come with a, like a vegetable or what's the? You can get a side, you have fruit, and coleslaw, fries. Uh, I'll just do fries, yeah. Regular, curly, garlic. The garlic are really Curly? Yeah, I feel the like I I mean, sorry, the curly. The curly fries would be great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm going to do a tuna melt too with the garlic fries. Hello, hello. That sounds good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, a friend and I went up to uh, Runyon Canyon hiking and got horrendously lost. Had to go up and down the mountain several times. So wow. I, I got in his car. And that was, was this like, morning? I was like, can I just go to sleep? Yeah, we hiked for like two solid hours. Wow. <laughs> so I'm just like, I'm fine with having my. There's a lot of trails I can feel much. like. Yeah, you can you get lost it. up there. Yeah. yeah. We almost did. I mean, not, not really, but there were always yeah. people around us, but it, right. people kept coming out of places. We were like, did you? Where? Were you coming up from? I never forget, uh, Kyle, Kanane, and I moved here together uh, back when we were a couple. And we were walking, we were hiking in Griffith Park, and we didn't know that Griffith Park, uh, you know, it's, it's beautiful and a uh, good place to hike, but, you know, occasionally homosexual men meet there. The what? No, yes. I know, I'm blowing your mind. No. But Matt Dwyer uh, killed Where the exactly? Uh, <laughs> Specifically, I mean. By the Golden like, Bear, where there's no cover. <laughs> Just live, live out and proud. Um, Right by the right by Los Fields Boulevard. Yeah. So Dwyer told me once that he saw a guy just just walk just strolling out of the woods in a full suit. Like you're not even trying to hike. <laughs> kind of amazing. But hike, uh, Kyle and I are hiking and we see these like purple flowers and we're like, oh, those are pretty. We walk up this hill and go over this ridge yeah. and there are these two Puerto Rican guys making out by a tree. And they look at us and they're not naked or anything. They're just right. they're just kissing and they look at us. But the look on their face was, uh, no, we reserve this tennis court. Right. Like, <laughs> you guys do it. Come on. We had it from one you know, you know this wasn't here. You tried sneaking in the game. On your own game. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We're like, no, we're not. Okay. That's fine if we are. To you. <laughs> Why don't we snap a few pictures? This is uh, some pretty hot stuff. Does that make me weird? Can I have water whenever you get a sink too? I don't know. I think there's. This is in Los Angeles. You know what I mean? You can do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Anywhere. There's um, there's an area, my friend was a bartender in West Hollywood. Just off uh, Santa Monica Boulevard, there's an area called Ga uh, Vaseline Alley. And that's, oh, we had a Vaseline Alley in Portland. We, we, I guess that's the thing. Is it? Yeah. It's basically guys, they sit in the, their cars with the windows rolled down. And you can just go up to uh, a car window and like, uh, how great would it be to get? It would no. be so great to be gay. Really? Right? Yeah. There's like a street. Like bad lieutenant. Like, that's a thing. <laughs> it's about eleven fifteen. But I head over to Vaseline Alley. But I think sometimes you're the guy in the car, and sometimes you're the guy that gets to put. You, you got to switch off. You, gotta, you can't be selfish. Gotta, well, that's, be that guy that keeps walking up. That's Ralph just, again. That's no, Ralph. Just life. Though, Ralph, right? you got to spend some time in the station wagon, man. <laughs> It's your turn. It's your turn to the barrel, Ralph. You know I don't have a car, oh, I'm not man. really into that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not what Chris told it's me. It's us. Yeah. yeah. What, so it's a Portland thing, too? Well, a, yeah, there was yeah, a... where's ours? Yeah, you know, up by that, that street up by Jake's. Uh, oh, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah, well, right, but, by the, right by the Eagle and right by... Um, yeah, but all those places aren't gay anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's It's been de-gayified. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's I don't a whole little triangle, this what area. What do you call it when you... Fish grotto. It's fish not grotto. Uh, big hangout. It's not gentrification when you get rid of gays. It's the opposite, right? <laughs> but there was this thing, I don't know if you remember But that is, to me, the saddest, because there was a, there was a, a great uh, the place uh, near me called MJ's. It was a, uh, a, a gay dance club, and, like, friends would come over, and we'd 
you know, have a little party and we yeah. just, it's two blocks away. Yeah. I'm like, don't drive anywhere, guys. Let's go to this gay bar and dance around. Sure. You know? And uh, it's closed now. And it's like, I'm not like, oh, I can never go there. Boo. Because it was a little weird, right. you know, with the guy selling beer out of a, a, a barrel full of foam with his <laughs> full-on boner and his tidy whities But, you know... Uh, get to the weird part. It's one of those things. It's really impressive. My thing, my thing is, yeah, it is. He's on the job. Right? How does he maintain that? I know. Honey, I'm working. He's not touching. I can't even get one when I need it. Yeah, right? <laughs> so... I just, it's like, I feel bad for like the older gay dudes in the neighborhood, you know, that they're, it's just getting, it, whatever the term you're saying is, it's de-gentrification, whatever. It's, uh, yeah, the Stonewall generation is, yeah. is moved out of the neighborhood. Right, they're pushing yeah. them to the suburbs. Well, there was a deal, I don't know if you remember this in Portland, like in the early 90s, there was a park called Laurelhurst Park. Oh, yeah. And the, the gay guys would meet there and they would have the sex. Now, I happen to live Thank you for calling it the sex. The sex, What kind of sex? It's a beautiful park. There's ducks. So, it's a really great it's they really shoot grim there. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it's fishy tail. I think you kind of buried the lead here. Uh, but uh, so the park technically closes like at eleven, right. and then at eleven the gay guys come in, and everybody was fine with That's it. That's funny. But then people started complaining. So there was an actual. I went to the city council hearing because it was so funny. Of, of 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 the angry citizenry about the gay guys, Jesus. and then the gay guys saying, "Look, some of us don't have the money to go to bars and meet people, so we got to go to a park." <laughs> If you want to be a park after 11 p.m., God bless. What are, you do? <laughs> are, you, are you Are you taking your kid to the park at 11 p.m.? Was that a big... Gay people or not? I'm with you. You have a problem taking your kid out that late. <laughs> yeah. That's not good. You That's know? a Louis C.K. bit. Mm -hmm. He's just like, how am I going to tell my kid about this? He's yeah. just like, he's your fucking kid. Tell you your shit. Yeah, parent your kids. Have a five-minute conversation with them. That's I how. can't explain Look, that. Well, and it's okay. not like you're... <laughs> but I guess they'll never understand it because you're stupid. It's not like you're driving by the park and just just the loud moaning and rutting sounds and the sound. Yeah, they're not... A thousand, a thousand spurting cops. You're not... It's not... It's out of sight, out of mind completely. There's got, there's got to be a level of I could not agree more. You know? Yeah. yeah. Like, if one thing was like, if you're just like, all right, look, the sound look, of one these, there are, now look, I love, I love when we go to that park that's full of silverback apes. It's great. Right. But yeah. they're all gay. And they fuck at night. And it's so loud. I mean, they like punch fuck each other. Like just running and punching each other in the head. It, the, the noise, the, it sounds like, Oh, it sounds like a crash-up derby, but the cars are made of flesh. It's really a, it's just the, the, the sound is disturbing. Oh, That's hilarious. I don't think we could spend a lot on this remodel. I don't know. We got a new statue. They keep breaking every statue. Using it for leverage. They, tore, they pulled down Joan of Arc so many times. Yeah. <laughs> Which, ironically like enough, the they shoot leverage Thomas there, saying. too, don't they? They shoot leverage, <laughs> they shoot leverage there. For the idea. idea. <laughs> I mean, it was one in the morning, I was walking home, I just needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> so I go into the park, all kinds of weird stuff going on. That's the foot tapping thing. And they, uh, who was that senator? That was Larry Senate? Craig. Larry Craig. I just He's from Idaho. Foot contact with somebody. Uh, he has a wide stance. Yeah. I love Larry Craig. God, I love Larry Craig. When it, it just it's it just keeps happening. It keeps happening. Where it's one of those things where even the most like hardcore, you know, a Bible thumping dude has to go. All right, look, they're everywhere. They're everywhere, and they're at every level of society. You know what I mean? And we have to deal with that, and 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 they're not going away. Right. You know, it's just like it's not. 
it's not even, I don't even know if it's necessarily they, they gravitate towards being right wing, but maybe if you're if you're you're leaning towards being closeted, it's got to be hard. I, I think I can't imagine the pressure. I think if you're a closeted gay guy, you hate yourself so much that you oh. end up hating gay people. Yeah. Like that's what it is because yeah. you hate. So pretty reaction. much anybody that's ever supported an anti-gay amendment is secretly gay. Yeah. And I think we all know that. And yeah. you want the list? I mean, the list is enormous of yeah. these guys. Uh, my favorite was Jim West. He was the, the mayor of Spokane, and he was the sponsor of the Washington anti-gay bill. So this reporter for the Spokane paper had heard that Jim West, which, by the way, is the name of the guy in Wild Wild West, which kills me, the Robert Conrad character, yes. <laughs> uh, he had heard that he liked not only guys, but he liked young boys. So he goes on gay.com, which is a thing, and he says that he's 17 years old. And just, like, see, see what happens. The second guy that answers is Mayor Jim West. <laughs> the second wow. guy. When's your birthday? Yeah. You not only, I'm not creepy. When's you, your birthday? You're a little old for me, but uh, how uh, close to your 16th birthday? He not only responded, wow. he got the silver medal. Exactly. That's true. Immediately. He is on the platform. <laughs> Yeah, and the, with it. the Larry Craig thing, he got caught in a sting. Apparently, there's so much gay sex going on in airport bathrooms that they have police stinging people. Mm-hmm. I now we've all been in a million airport bathrooms. Yeah, I've never, I, I have no idea this no. had ever happened no. before that happened. No. But apparently, we've just been surrounded. <laughs> by guys you know what? Going I just flew back from Nashville on on uh, Sunday, and I'm in the, in the uh, you know got out of my. Uh, I think this is in LA. Yeah, I landed in LAX, and I, um, you know, uh, took a leak and washed my hands. And I look over, and this guy gets out. Of, you know, it's that row of stalls. There's oh, like yeah. ten of them. Oh yeah. Swear the guy turned and waved goodbye to someone. Else. Like, <laughs> and I was like, what? and I couldn't tell if it was like affectation, where he just like kind of does the thing. Like, yeah. you know, that's where I was. Right. It's a handout. He just went you know, goodbye to his own blessing. shit. Yeah, it's just know, a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah, we had, made a good run. Me and you, me and you, porterhouse steak. <laughs> We have goodbye to his own diarrhea. We had a good runs, everyone. We had a good, had a good run. run. Wow. I would, you know, I, I would believe that there's just a way to, you know, if you know somebody that's yeah. into it, there's. But yeah, well, I didn't realize there was that a big, you know, thing happening all the time. I had no idea. The John Waters advice is great, where it's like you want to have sex with someone in a bathroom stall, and just have one of them needs to stand in a, in a, in a shopping bag. That's how you do it. <laughs> Genius, right? Wow. It's just that, that is easy. completely genius. Just that easy. <laughs> and one of them has to be divine. Oh, God. Yeah. You need a John big shopping bag. John Waters said the greatest line about the Oscars. This was like 10, 15 years ago. They're always talking about how to fix the Oscars, you know, and they're talking to all these celebrities and they're talking about shortening it and, you know, get different hosts and stuff. Sure. And they, they clicked to John Waters and just says, I think the Oscars are perfect. <laughs> You guys get too, but like Augie did a great impression. He's like raising his eyebrow too. Yeah. <laughs> I actually penciled him on. I love him. Such an amazing creep. If you get uh, go on go on uh, YouTube and, and look up uh, RuPaul and John Waters just driving around in a car together. Okay. Because he picks him up and uh, picks up John Waters. John Waters just says like he just reveals that he spent a couple weeks just hitchhiking, just hitchhiking around like, like the country. Recently? Yeah. Yeah, wow. recently. Wow. Like at his wow. age. Wow. He's like, <laughs> oh, he's got to be people. 60, 70? Yeah, what he's is up he? there. He's up there. He's just, Pink Flamingos he's just was dude, early dude. 80s, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Just looks at life. 
differently than everybody. It's amazing. Wow. You know? Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, everyone should try that shopping bag thing. Sure. Or at least hitchhike. <laughs> Bring your own shopping bag. Have you have you guys ever hitchhiked when you didn't absolutely have to? No. No. Yeah, neither have I. I've, I've hitchhiked uh, like Central America, but you know, yeah? it was. I needed a lift. Yeah, I needed a lift. Yeah. But it wasn't like recreational hitchhiking. Yeah, there's been maybe 15 times because I spent you know my 20s doing stand up and I never had any money, so I always drove these 600 dollar cars. They would break down all the time. I mean, <laughs> I've abandoned. I I used to know the number. It's like eight or nine cars. I yeah, just abandoned. Just left them. Wow. Yeah, that was a wrap. I've always wanted to light them on fire and sure. walk away and slow motion. <laughs> oh, yeah. But I just it never got down to that. Now we're talking comedy clubs or cars. <laughs> <laughs> so long, giggles. Yeah. I saw your uh, your post on your Facebook fan page of your first set. Remember that uh, at the evening? Oh, yeah, the, the evening of the improv. Oh, yeah. It was great. You were like, kind of like taking it down, like, yeah, oh, I'm okay. doing this and that. I thought it was like, I thought it was really excellent and oh, indicative great. of what you're doing now. I didn't think it was that That's much. That's cool. nice of you to say. It's true. Yeah, it's yeah, true. But you've watched old sets yourself. It's, it's horrifying, right? There is It's just the scariest thing in the world. That's what he, he said. They were like talking about like old sets that you've done, and there's nothing worse than like going back and watching you from five or ten years ago. Well, no, this is, uh, this is something Stanhope said. We were having the conversation of the worst show you could ever watch. And so people are throwing out, okay, what if uh, Jimmy Walker was the MC and like, you know, all these yeah, other stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Stanhope, of course, had the trump card of the worst show you could ever watch is old tapes of yourself. It's <laughs> yeah. the worst show you could yeah. ever possibly see. Yeah. And so. Hey, everybody, how you doing? You guys drinking tonight? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you hear about this John Wayne Bobbitt? You hear about that? Of course we've heard about it. It was seven years ago. <laughs> was that at the Melrose Improv? It. it was. It was the one of the last they ever taped. I always uh, say it's the fourth to last they've ever taped because that's what I thought at the time. I could be wrong about that, but it was definitely the last season. And my host was the blacksmith on uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, who wasn't even a regular character. He was a reoccurring character. Mm -hmm. But on my show, okay, Rich Voss. Wow. Ah. Tim Wilson. All right. Oh, Tim Wilson. Oh, it just oh. passed away. He was great. Um, he was great, no, great, great. Wait, wait, wait. Uh, I'm thinking of uh, uh, Biff from Back to Future. No, Wilson. you're thinking of Tom, Tom, Wilson. Wilson. Tom Wilson. Tom Wilson. Tim Wilson was just a, a great comic out of Louisville. Oh. Uh, he had a huge following. Very funny. He had a cowboy hat, but he was like oh, a uh, genius. Okay. Curly fries. That's me. Thank you. Cowboy hat and a genius. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Tom Wilson still is around a lot. But they, they were on they were on that show? Yeah, Kibi Rogers and Judy Gold. Like at, at the time that I posted it, everybody that was on my show was still in comedy twenty years later. Which is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Kind of amazing. That's right? incredible. Yeah. And then I posted that, and then Tim Wilson died like two months later. So oh. I proved my. Uh, I've uh, I've killed a whole bunch of people. <laughs> you know this about me? I didn't know that, Ox. I burn them. I just leave them no, and I burn I've, them in my cars. Three. I, I've called for the death of people just a few times on stage. Now, but uh, I've called for the death of three people that died within Whoa. four months of me calling for their death. Who? Yeah. Can you say who? Uh, well, I can say one was Buddy Hackett. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Which I feel bad about right. in retrospect because I was only mad about one thing that he did. He had a whole lifetime of wonderful work. <laughs> yeah, sure. And I judge him on the one love thing that he alone, said. Right? Yeah. Right? 
What did he do? Get that album, The Oriental Ra Waiter. <laughs> I bought that for Dwyer. <laughs> a perfect racist gift. And it you don't know about it, it. I've seen it a couple times, but it's a, it's a it's a record and it's Buddy Hackett. You used to have this routine that was like just called The Oriental Waiter. Yeah. And he's got the slit eyes, and he's got like he's got you know a tray of drinks that he's certainly gonna drop, and it's like the teeth. I'm probably like early 60s or something like that. Just, just racist as the clan. So racist. And I saw it. I saw it and I laughed for about 20 minutes holding it. I had to look away and then go to keep looking back. This is just the album cover. Just the album cover. I, I haven't heard it because I'm afraid I'm going to have an aneurysm. You know? It's one of those things I just have to be like, all right, I got to think of something real sad and then I'll listen to this. You know? <laughs> Did you listen to it? Thank you. No, still, it's choir, was it? Was this cool? Ah, Coke, yeah, yeah, thanks. That's hilarious. It was just a different, you know, era. There wasn't that PC right. thing. Mm -hmm. It's just like, right. oh, we, need to, we need to put some more well, there's oriental all, like, almond there's eyes. like old classic. <laughs> Every old classic, like Breakfast at Tiffany's, you know. Oh. Andy Rooney, you're like, yeah, my Mickey God. Rooney. Yeah, Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney. Yeah. Yeah. Rooney. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, just, I no, that's right. Yeah, thank you. Mickey Rooney. Yeah, I'm telling you. Oh, wait, okay. So you called for Buddy Hackett's death. I called for Buddy Hackett's death because uh, and the Lord in one of the first seasons of Last Comic Standing, yeah. uh, Ant oh. did two jokes that were... It's hard to say they're stolen it. just because they've been around forever. They're like they're, street jokes. They're yeah, they're basically around. street jokes. Old, but, old man point. bar jokes. So Joe Rogan called him on it. And then uh, Buddy Hackett said, nah, if you do that joke, then it's your joke. <laughs> I don't care what area you're from. That uh -huh. isn't true. No. That's not a true thing. You're on national television. That's not how it works. What That's happens is, works. right. Yeah, and so, uh, whoever the third comic was agreed with Buddy Hackett. Too, and I just, like, what what universe am I living in? This is on Last Comic Standing? Again, was one of the first I don't even remember that. In one of the first seasons. It might have been the first season. Whatever one Ant was on. I think it was uh -huh. the second season. I yeah. was guessing. Because it wasn't with... Uh, uh, that band wasn't on that one. No, yeah. no. And so, yeah, so I called for his death on stage and he was dead uh, very soon after. Now, was that uh, your fan base taking matters into their own hands or it was just a natural? It just happened to happen that way. Augie commanded it! Now, there's, there's two others Some that I can't Oregonian tell you just about. Put a knife in his chest. Like, Good lord! <laughs> They call it a heart attack. You know. <laughs> they should have died of a broken heart. They did attack his heart. <laughs> Literally a heart Literally attack. Literally broken heart. Oh. <laughs> broken in half. More of a torn heart with a knife. <laughs> well, people die. It happens. Who were the other two? Yeah, who else did you kill? Um, well, okay, there's one, and I sort of, what the hell, I'll say it. Uh, I can always cut it out if you don't want to. 1996, uh, I was doing this run through the South. It used to be creative, was what it was called. And they had five They had five weeks worth of work, and it was really good pinging. Features made 175 a night. Look at So I go to this bar gig, and uh, what's the town that Duke is in? Is it Raleigh? Uh, no, it's, um, oh, dang it. Whatever the town Duke is in. We're in that town. Gotcha. <laughs> and at the bar, it's so a Wednesday night, and it's Greek night. Okay. So it's 200 fraternity and sorority yeah. people trying to have sex with each other. Mm -hmm. right. And then Augie Smith is trying to make them laugh. 
and they were not having it. So it's just a half hour of just me. So I end my set by saying, I hope you all die in a fire, is what I say. And you can look this up. Uh, four weeks later, the Sigma Chi house at Duke University burned to the ground and killed five people. Yeah. Oofda. <laughs> This is a Norwegian saying. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Wow. Wow. I know, right? Four weeks later, I, got the I went back and burned the house down. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I probably shouldn't say I was say a this. long way from there. <laughs> you can see I have plenty of witnesses that can put me in Tampa, Florida that weekend. There are no witnesses that can connect it. And it isn't like I could have just gotten into a car after the show and driven up there. Lit the fire and been back at the club for the Not show back in '96. Couldn't no. have done it. <laughs> Could not have done it. You can't get away with anything now. The cameras and the, the oh, web yeah. stuff and the, I was on jury duty, and the the evidence they had was overwhelming, and it was all based on like modern technology, like. Wow. The guys were texting back and forth. They put on Twitter things. What did they do? Basically, the case was. <clears throat> There was a luggage handler who worked at LAX who stole stuff, gave it to his friend to sell on eBay for him. Oh. So he wasn't like late. The guy was like a fence, you know, so yeah, the, yeah, the charge yeah. was receiving stolen goods. Okay. But he was like, they had like the email track to his eBay account and the messages going back and forth and it was so... So obvious. It was just embarrassingly obvious that we were all there. It took like three days to. Wow, yeah, that's a long time. And they got to the the defense thing, and she's just like, "Well, you know, you just you guys can't believe everything you see." And they had like a lineup of something like, "Yeah, they misidentified him in the police lineup," and it was like, "I well, can believe, yeah, like somebody." He stole like a camera lens, like a big camera lens for um, like a movie of like a film camera. Because I guess the, the luggage handlers know if you see those Pelican cases, those like black things with the clips, oh, yeah. that's studio equipment and stuff. And they generally don't report that. They just have like an insurance thing and they sign off. Right. So they have, a, they have an eye for that. But that lens was from a rental house and they had their own in-house you know, serial number and stuff, and they're like, yes, it's this lens, and, you know, the guy clumsily tried to change the serial number with, like, a buck knife or something. Oh, <laughs> like, oh man. It's a perfect crime. Girls don't wear ties. Don't believe everything you see, guys. Um, well, not everything. Not crime like that. Right. It's interesting because it's not... I mean, look, I can see that this guy has, like, six kids. Right. And he's like, I'm not, you know... I, I'm trying to do a better thing for these people. Right. But I doubt that's the case. It's just a, a guy, same guy, who, like, walks out of here, you know, out of this, you know, basically diner. Right. And walks by uh, 
like a like a check folder and sees money sticking out of it and just takes it as he's leaving, just so he can have an extra seven dollars. You know, fuck someone's day up. You know. Yeah. You'd like to think yeah. that all criminals are Jean Valjean and they're just <laughs> stealing food, right? Jean Valjean. <laughs> oh, it's only Miz. That's a great. And they only get caught if they recreate the scene exactly as the warden remembers it, mm-hmm. lifting the big boot. Oh, isn't the truth? Yeah. Yeah. You'd like to think the people that are pursuing him will eventually commit suicide, sure. so their crime will never because be they, Because they let you go. <laughs> they, they, they can't reconcile that with yeah. who they are, man. No. You know? Jesus. I mean, talk about it. Honor versus duty. Right, calm down, dude. Yeah. Take, a, take a nap. <laughs> Have a drink. <laughs> Sleep on it. Wait, Just you, sleep on it. Why did he kill himself? He showed mercy. I don't. Right. No, I still don't what? get it. Still don't get it. Well, he sees in law enforcement, and you're not supposed to have any mercy. Right. Okay. You're supposed to be a terrible person. That makes sense, right? I get it. So he killed himself because he wasn't a terrible person. Right. Yes. Oh. Basically. Okay. It's like the Cobra Kai dojo. We don't train to be merciful here. There we go. And if you are merciful, kill yourself. There is no mercy in this musical. Is there? <laughs> Mm. Oh, Billy Zabka. Yeah. Well, he's having a nice resurgence. Did you see him on uh, yeah. How I Met Your Mother? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. And, uh, he's playing himself. Hot Tub Time Machine. Wasn't that too? I didn't see that. Yeah, as an 80s asshole. He has the best Twitter bio ever. Agreed. It just said, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. No, I don't. It just says, uh, took second in the receipt of karate. <laughs> no karate. way. Yeah. He's worth a follow on Twitter. That's He's very hysterical. self-referential. No. I actually saw him at an audition. I went in for, uh, about it. I love it. For Mad Men. I don't, I don't know if he got it or not, but we were like in the, the hallway waiting to go in together. Wow. I was like, I was like, really oh, yeah. I was in uh, jury duty with Lorenzo Lamas. <laughs> there's no way that's true. No, man. Why didn't anything, you open with anything that? Anything can happen. <laughs> it's true. Anything can happen. That's true. That dude was dressed like like Mike Burns <laughs> or like me if I'm trying to impress you. You know, like a, like a nice flannel. Right. A well-fit, oh, yeah. well-fitting oh, yeah. flannel. Some tight jeans. Okay. Jet black hair. Like Ooh. Ronald Reagan hair. Wow. Okay. I'm like, sure that's dude. natural. Too. Yeah, I mean, that's just, that's <laughs> like, Most 54 year that's like have, India man. ink. That's right. not just for men. <laughs> and greased up, and like greased up in like a, like a faux hawk. <laughs> and it was the best, it was the best, um, uh, uh, judge reaction ever. Where they were going around the room and they were asking like, all right, why, you know, everyone has a reason why they can't. I can't serve because. Mm-hmm. And mine was, I, this was, you know, two years ago. I was like, I, I'm going to shoot a special in New York next week, but I could do this week. This week is over, you know? And this kid next to me is like, that's awesome. I'm like, thanks, man. And it goes, <laughs> keeps going around the room. No other excuses. And it's like, uh, uh, Mr. Lamas? And he's like, well, judge, uh, I have to watch uh, my kids. There's no one to watch my kids. Cause my and the judge is like you know a silver-haired like look you know like a like a like a warm-looking dude like a judge a, yeah. a, a, a grandpa and, and right. just you know real chill probably jogs every morning and like uh, just has like a, a nice smile and Lorenzo's like uh, yeah, I gotta watch my kids because uh, my uh, bitch from hell ex-wife and the judge is like let's just go with ex-wife All right. like I love that he just like he smoothed it out immediately wow let's wow bitch from hell. Just in case you guys are wondering, and I'm sure everyone was. You make a joke at the expense of a woman you've never met. Here we go. (laughs) 
hey, if Double L says it, you know that it's true. I'm a double renegade? No way. And he loves all women, right? So if you've done something to cross him. Chad, never did that show, like, like, Are You Hot or something like that? Like the worst? Right. I don't think I remember that show. That was the worst show. So you think you're hot or something like that? And it was, his tagline was something like, My burrito... I got a full burrito or something. Like yeah. He said that when he stole a Hispanic woman, and he's like, he's like I got a like spicy burrito in my pants or something like that. Would just just sound like he's taking a dump or something. <laughs> You're so hot, I'm taking a shit. Is it in the front in my or the back? <laughs> Excuse me. I, gotta... I shouldn't have said it like that. I mean, he waves goodbye. It was old shit. Bye. Yeah, bye, bye. <laughs> it wasn't a gay lover. It was a huge dumpy took just a spicy burrito shit. Yeah. I, uh, right now. I used to watch Renegade. Did you guys watch Renegade? No, I I've seen a, a few episodes. I thought it was the coolest show ever. Yeah. What was it? He was in something bigger before that, though. What he was, was in thing? Falcon Crest. Falcon Crest was right? He was in Greece. Who was in he Greece? He was in Greece, too. He was the boyfriend. Oh, no, he was in Greece 1, wasn't he? He was yeah, a job yeah, yeah. that Sandy goes with. Yeah. Wow, yeah, he was. That was shot at Venice High on uh, Venice Boulevard, all those like outdoor tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like when I see that, like those guys that were in, in like Greece, because that came out in what, like in eighty? I would 80, say seventy-eight. Yeah, seventy-nine. So the, the peak of of the sexual revolution, right? Because got the, the, the pill. Right. It's you know, pre-AIDS, post AIDS. Yeah. And he's just this stallion-looking dude. Right. Yes. Like, come on. Yeah. It's just it, it must he must have just been like ah oh, please please get away I'm tired I'm tired of fucking I'm so tired my burrito just because it's my burrito's tired my burrito's limp and sore please it's more of a case of please it's time <laughs> it's a soft taco I'll be honest he pulls on the collar of his own shirt it's a not here all week it's a, a, it's a blown out oversauce chimichanga at this point <laughs> My bitch of an ex-wife. Let's just go with ex-wife. I just marry a horrible woman and have children with her. (laughs) That'll learn me. Yeah. And he's in a court of law, so he's holding back. Yes. He thought that would be funny. Like, you know what I mean? I would never say something that crazy to a judge. Bitch from hell. Did you look around like... Who's with me? The who's with me? He got loud. He didn't look around, but he was like, my bitch from hell. Like... It's amazing, right? Yeah. I I, I temporarily loved somebody with all my heart to the point of where I had children with them, and now I hate their guts and I feel like they're from the underworld. Like, what? (laughs) You're the psycho one. Yeah. You're the crazy one. Yeah, I feel like even if I'd been, like, dumped or whatever, I wouldn't be in that court being like, you know who's a real bitch? You know what I mean? I'd feel like such a horrible person. Uh, your ex-wife is not on trial here, sir. Sir, please stop describing. Her dog, she... is, is, her dog is Cerberus. Right, everyone? I mean, the dog from hell. Right, you, know, you got the nine heads or something? You guys know what I'm... I'm sorry, it's actually three, but you know, you know what I'm saying. No, she's that bad. She's three times worse. <laughs> You know, Cerberus would be the bitch from hell. If it was a, <laughs> that's a, a female. That's the literal bitch from hell. <laughs> that would be great if that's how the judge corrected him. Mm-hmm. My bitch from hell. Oh, Cerberus? Cerberus? Like, I'd be like, ooh. I'd be like, 
Can you do a tight 15? I want you to open for me. Actually, I'd like to do jury duty now if you're the judge. Uh, yeah. Are you just going to be singing the whole time, Judge? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd like to be on trial and look over and there's Lorenzo Lamas judging you, though. Oh, this is my God. Beautiful mane of hair. Yeah. Jet black. Mohawk, mohawk. No sleeves, vest. <laughs> Every time a woman is up on the stand, you're just smirking at her. Yeah. You want it. Mm -hmm. You want it. It's the me. smirk lurk. Yeah. It's me, the llamas. <laughs> keeps, keeps. You know you want me to. Keeps getting up and adjusting pants. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Hey. My bad. I'm working with a real piece of equipment up here. I'm only what God made me. Sometimes the monster wants to get loose. In 10 to 12 years, I could be talking shit about you in open court. <laughs> uh, what do you say? Uh, what do you think? <laughs> he's, it strikes me he's always had that exact personality that you're talking about. Oh. You don't have a shift later in life where you're just like, hey, bitch, you've always been the person that would do that forever. Yeah. A friend of mine made a great point about how, you know, I think you reach a reach an age where you you just you just happy being happy. You don't want to have it's like you know being famous and stuff. I'm sure it's, it's got its perks and all that jazz. But it's like if that's your only goal, you're screwed. Right. If that's your only goal, you're kind of a a, a, a a flawed person in a lot of ways. And success doesn't change you. It just uh, exaggerates who you are, makes it bigger. If you're a dick, you get famous, you get successful, you'll be a, a mega dick. Right. You know what I mean? I call success a truth serum. Yeah, it is. You just get right. injected with a big dose of like, finally I can behave the way I've always wanted uh -huh. to. With no recourse. Oh, yeah. thank God. Yeah. But then there's also the definition of, uh, of success. I mean, right. at mm -hmm. what point do we yeah. say, all right, cross the finish line, made it. Right. Is it. Is it when you have enough to live, enough money to live for the rest of your life? Because it's right. like when I started in comedy, I used to something? think, man, if I could just headline one-nighters, yeah. I'd be so happy. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's true. And that's the point is like, if you have this goal of I'll be happy when, yeah. you're never going to be happy. No, yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, this is life. You're baby. right. Yeah, yeah that's it. You got to be in there. Find the moment. Uh, um, Kevin McDonald, Kids in the Hall, was on uh, WDF and was saying like every day they did Kids in the Hall, he was just skipping up and down the hall because he like, uh, you know, was just so happy because he saw an interview with one of his idols who was on SCTV, I forget who. And the guy said, you know, I look back and I wish. I would have enjoyed it more because that was the best time of my life because I went on a TV show with all my friends yeah. and I was always like, well, what'll this get me? What's next? What'll this get me? And it was the wrong way to think. Yeah. You know? I tell people all the time that they like, um, whatever, like if they see, seek you out for advice, they're like, hey, what would you do? What would you do? You know, that's what I tell them all the time. It's like, look, if you come to LA and you do a, an open mic at the improv, just be so grateful that you were there. Just appreciate the show because you may not know it, but that could be the height of your career. Yeah. It could be moving from Indiana, coming to Los Angeles, performing on the improv stage once, and then going home. It'd be nice if it was always a steady rise, but if it's not, why, like you were saying, why bitch your way through it? Oh, that sucks. What's next? There aren't I mean, enough, you know, plateaus. Right, right. I think about when I was uh, hardly making any money touring in like the 90s 
when I was just single and in my car for three months at a time. Wow. I, I was deliriously happy. I mean, I was worried all the time. Yeah. I was worried about the future constantly. Yeah. But damn, I really had a good time. Yeah, when I was just waiting tables and just doing gigs for no money in Chicago, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, and every time you get on stage, it was such a pleasure. It was so much fun. Uh-huh. Can I get some more coffee, please? Thank you. Yeah, I uh, was working on something like last month one of the producers was like well you always seem to have such a good attitude it's really you know it's it's um what was the word really effective or it's infectious your attitude is really infectious and I was like I haven't used my back to earn money in years you know why wouldn't I be ecstatic to be here in any capacity yeah you're here for like one afternoon and it's just yeah and everyone's working harder than you mm-hmm. yeah and it's like I see people that Incredibly young that are here, they just want to skip the line. Like they don't want to do the work and all that stuff. And it's kind of like, yeah, well, this guy, Brian Cook, from, who's an awesome guy. Friend of the show. Yeah. Friend of the show. Brian, I won't, even, I won't say the, the, the comic I'm talking about. I can't remember his name, but like, Brian's like, just like, oh, that little fucker. Because he, this guy asked Brian, can I do a spot at your show? I got a Montreal showcase. He's like, yeah, dude, I'll put you up. What do you want to do? Like, you like your set, like your six minute set? It's like, totally great. And the show, kid shows up, looks, there's like seven people in the audience, leaves. And then Brian's like, hey, did that guy see that there was a small audience and left? They're like, yeah, he did. She's like, buddy. Wow. You know what I mean? And you wow. know this kid's never played a club. He's oh never, obviously, God. much less, never done a shitty road gig. I mean, like, I mean I'm talking like a, a circuit, you know, where you're playing like, you know, four bars and four nights and they're all terrible. And no one wants you there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, opening those gigs. I mean, I, oh. I did that for, for 10 years, I opened those gigs, and at the time it was really hard, but I'm so grateful, because yeah. there's nothing, there's nothing a crowd is ever going to throw at me. I, I, the thing, I'm always going to fill the time, man. <laughs> you may hate me, yeah. but I'm going to fill the time, <laughs> because there's nothing you can, yeah, I believe you can literally throw things at me, right. and I ain't leaving that stage. And they bro. prepare you for those Gallagher shows. Augie and I opened for Gallagher at yeah. the Nokia Live Theater. You did? Right? When? No. Two years Seventies. Seven, seven, <laughs> it was between wow. the pill and before eight. You got vampires? It was when was it? <laughs> no, was yeah, it this was what, ago? three years ago? Yeah. yeah three, four years ago. Oh. It was awesome, man. Yeah, they were, uh, it's the first time I met you. Correct. Yeah. yeah, I had heard about you before, so I was excited to meet you, but we were like hanging out in the green room. and. Uh, what a funny show that was. I did a lot more crowd management than I was expecting. Really? Yeah, I was wow. like getting... Not heckled, but it's just like, you know, and people were talking, like, there was a woman who was talking enough that I had to, like, kind of derail and, like, oh. um, hi, shut up. Yeah, hey, good for you, man. Shut up. Yeah. But, yeah, it was all right. You're like, part of me would have been like, eh, let Gallagher do with it. Yeah. Well, what happened is, I walked in, I saw the crowd, I immediately left, and someone got me, like, no, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> no. He's like, there's only there's six, seven, there's seven there's people. people. <laughs> it wasn't and I, and I was, I was expecting more. This is, this is bullshit. This is bullshit. No, but I, you know, I had a good time. How'd that Denver omelet treat you? Is that what it was? No, Denver is ham in it. Oh, right. Yeah. How are you doing on time, Eddie? Oh, I'm well. Good. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, How am I doing on time? <laughs> am I getting the light? Like, what, are you getting the light right now? Well, I knew you needed to, to get somebody else. So. Oh, but it's fine. Yeah, that's not till like 4.30. It's two oh, hours right now. Yeah. So, yeah. That was a fun show last night. Yeah, it was. It's going to be on the next work? one. 
Um, the Cindy Crawford. Yeah, it's just, it's called some, Cindy some independent comedy. Um, it's, in this, it's in this dance studio. It looks like kind of a small airplane hangar. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, that's a really well put. That's a great analogy. The description of shows in this town. Is I know. Like, yeah. All right, so it's, in, it's under an overpass, yeah. but here's the deal. It's really good crap. <laughs> it's a lot of industry. A lot of industry. Yeah. You got to st- you gotta stop for cars when they come by. It's like playing street hockey. You're on a turnpike. Uh, <laughs> um. Yeah, but I was going to be on the next one, so I just thought I'd come and, you know, hang out and support. Oh, right on. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. Yeah, I, I did I did Tiger Lily, and then it, which had, like, six people in the audience, and then I did, um, I did Cindy Crawford. I did Cindy Crawford. <laughs> I did her. Uh, and then, uh, then I uh, did a beta test over at Nerd Mount. That's right. Awesome. Man. You guys should do that show. That's a busy night. I, I couldn't believe I made it work. Three made it work. sets in one night in yeah. Los Angeles. Wow. That's unheard yeah. of. Yeah. Yeah. And all regular sets, not open mic stuff. Yeah, you know, tried, but it was good. It was good. Yeah, I went to the beta test before, like last, like a couple months ago. It was Mike Kaplan and Jen Kirkman. Yeah, and Chris. It was Mike Kaplan. And me too. This one. Yeah. yeah, Kaplan comes out. He's in New York now, but he comes out like every few months. Mm-hmm. He's here half the time. I think. Yeah. 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 He's bicoastal, I he's think, is what they call it in the business. <laughs> That's right. He's bicoastal. Is that he's what you like? Um, men and women on the coast? <laughs> huh? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll lift that and put it closer to the. I finally uh, wrote an actual joke. Do <laughs> you guys like it? <laughs> Just passively putting it out there. Huh? Hey. That's, no, seriously, be honest with me. You love it, right? <laughs> I just had this idea. That's, ev- that's everyone in Hollywood. Okay, this is what I've been working on. Please tell me you love it. Uh, well, no, don't no. tell me anything else. Yeah. Uh, I want your feedback. And okay. by feedback, I mean... Approval. If praise. Exalting praise. <laughs> yeah, just no... Exalting <laughs> <Just>. <laughs> My version of notes is, you've done it again, Knuts. Uh, is that... <laughs> Does that mean I'm gonna? I'm not king. In the the movie Top Secret, there's that that Nazi guy has uh, that old Val Kilmer. Oh yeah, I love it. That's a Zucker. One of the best stoner movies ever. Oh yeah. Um, There's just a there's a they they put the uh, Nick Rivers. He's playing you know that Val Kilmer's character playing Uh like the Elvis Presley character, and it's like they have that they put his file on this Nazi you know. uh, Capitan's like table or whatever, and he just get, has a stamp, and he puts a stamp in ink, and he hits the he hits the file, and it just says find him and kill him, like it's a stamp, like with the Nazis, like they give that order so often, find him and boom, like I was like I want that stamp so fucking bad. <laughs> like there's, I was thinking God, like that's the note you want, you just yeah. slide the, 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 the stamp over. Yes. Good job, Canutes. Yeah. Just do the stamp, man. Just do the stamp. That's the thing. You can get any stamp. Made uh-huh. that you want, you yeah, know, and it's enormous. Like that stamp was like seven inches long. Oh yeah, like you know, just they don't make those kind of movies anymore because that's like that kind of like airplane, uh, you know, where they, it's just unapologetic spoof with every joke well, that they it was, can think of. It was of, also you know? really smart, you know. Yeah. Like you, all they do now are those dudes that do like you know scary movie guys. Yeah, but like, but it's it's yeah. like. Movie, movie. It's like a movie just came out, right. and they're doing like, you know, all it is is reference. A parody. It's the most what, obvious. Joke I remember what that is, and that's not what they airplane was. Like, there's that scene where they pull into the airport, and there's the two voices. Like, the red zone is for yeah. loading and unloading only. The white zone is for parking. <laughs> Don't tell them about the red zone. Like a female, and then 
And then, you know, female and male, they're arguing. And then the woman goes, I know what this is about. You want me to have an abortion, don't you? And the guy goes, it's the only sensible choice. And, like, I remember as a kid laughing. But then I grew up and was like, oh, because that's the one conversation you never want to overhear your entire life. Ever, ever, ever. And it's on the loudspeaker. Like, you know they were just like, what's the worst thing they could talk about? Yeah. This male and this female announcer. Yeah. And also, you too, know? there was no character in the movie that was like, what are they Nothing. saying? Yeah. It was just They're just walking around. Blinders on. Nope. Yeah. Not paying attention is my favorite way to get a laugh. If you feel like you're the only one that's picking up on it, it's just like, uh, like something's happening in the deep background. Yeah. You know? Well, so, when people cause, cause something and then don't react. Yeah. Like there's, I forgot what movie it was, but this guy's driving and this other guy's in a the, in the, in the passion thing. And it's, it's like that gag in the airplane where the guy's, yeah. the guy's driving and he's running over all this shit <laughs> and there's like a bunch of Indians on horses behind him all of a sudden. There's all this energy guy and just never reacts. But there's some other movie where this guy is, is just drinking a Coke and he's driving and he's just talking and he throws the, throws the bottle off the window and you hear, hear glass shatter and you hear like in the distance, hey, I'm barefoot! It's like all you, you just hear it. And the guy, they're still talking. And it was like, it made me laugh so hard. Yeah. It's just like this poor guy. Hey, I'm barefoot. barefoot. What a perfect line there. You could have said anything, but hey, I'm barefoot is the perfect line. And you never it's see who said it. Right. There's yeah. no guy. I did a pure VO. Yeah. I did a play with uh, Emily Bridges, who's Bo Bridges' daughter. And so I went over to her place to like rehearse. And she had like all this, you know, she was 22 or 3, so she was like just like a first apartment kind of in Los Angeles. And she was like, oh, my grandparents um, gave me the, these dishes and stuff. And I was like, oh, your grandfather? Lloyd Bridges? Oh, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just wow. like, I kind of like, quit, quit sniffing glue. Uh, wrong day to you know? quit, quit amphetamines. <laughs> just keeps upping it. <laughs> so, he's on so many drugs. <laughs> or the guy, the guy after the, uh, the guy that is talking him down. He's dragging around like you, but you like me. We work together. And then after he's landed and left, and he's still talking. <laughs> he's just, just, you ever strikers? Like, you ever stand on a man's neck, like with your boot to his ear? Never mind. Of course not. Just, he goes on this crazy tangent. I wonder how much of that stuff was scripted too. Mm-hmm. They just say, oh, "Take it away, Lloyd." Like Lloyd, just talk, man. I think it was, do do I think it was mostly scripted because the fun was they got really serious actors. They got people that started out doing Shakespeare and ended up doing like, you know. Airport 77 is uh, what the, par- the parody of that was. Yeah. It's hysterical when you see Leslie Nielsen in old roles where he's just playing yeah. straight and you keep expecting, like, all right, when's he going to fly? Yeah. Where, where's Frank Drebin? <laughs> yeah. Bring out the Frank Drebin. He, car- he, gonna knock he carried a, a, a fart noise thing in his pocket his whole life, like like into his like his, his, his final years because he just it diffuses any situation. He's like, I'm in a bar with my wife and these two guys are about to fight. And I walk up and go, hey, fellas, there a problem? <laughs> <laughs> they start laughing at over. It's like it's genius, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is super fun. Yeah, this is great. Yeah. I had blocked like four hours. I thought we were really going to get into this. Yeah, thing. I think we were into it. I, I have a I, lot of fears. I blotted some cold about. water in my crotch to get this ketchup out. I'm a perfect piss dot. Ah, it's amazing. It. Isn't that great? You ever uh, perfect camouflage for a piss for an actual piss? You ever like uh, I feel like just just cornering someone in this diner and just talking to them for a while? This giant piss dot. Hey, let me ask you. Now, you know, do you think Clippers fans take it personally? This is like, where are you going? You know, just someone like, please, 
You paid yourself. Leave me alone. And have it get bigger. You'd actually have to pee yourself. <laughs> it, the, the pee stand getting bigger. I don't know if I could. Do you think you could just pee yourself? I don't know if I could. Uh, on demand? Too, it, yeah, like might be too ingrained. Yeah. Like you don't do that. Yeah. I don't know. I. I well, let's find out. <laughs> let's. I remember piss I pissed myself. I was. Um, I was like in high school or just out of high school or something. I was in the back of somebody's truck and they hit the gas and I fell out and I fell on my head and I woke up like hours later and I was like oh I like pissed myself I was like at my brother's place like oh no but to actually sit there and make a choice like hold on wait wait here comes here comes and uh, I don't know I've pissed myself a few times <laughs> but I, when I was like, like when I was like, like younger man I would, you look saying that I would uh, it was some kind of wistful look in your I haven't spoken to my son in many years it's the same same delivery you just had <laughs> I was in love when I was 16. Um, what yeah, there's been a few times I, when, I, when I was a younger man, I would laugh so hard that oh, I would yeah. piss myself. Oh, yeah. Wow. And that, I think that's the highest praise for anything oh, that's showing up, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I made a few guys fall out of their chairs. Wow. Uh, and I'm sure we must have made somebody piss themselves. Somebody. I knew a guy in Canada who killed a guy. He was on stage and the guy started laughing so hard he had a he had an event and wow. that guy died in the club wow. in uh, Edmonton. Yeah. Oh my God! Kevin uh, Fox, blood on his hands. How do you yeah. take that? Well, he kept going for a while. There was obviously like a commotion, yeah. and he finally had to stop when they started like moving tables and dragging him around. <laughs> and he was like, wow. "All right, we obviously have a deal." <laughs> oh my God! How'd you do up there? I killed. <laughs> I killed. Uh, I've never felt worse. I was. Uh, I did. I did. A, I did Harvey's and a sniper took a guy out in the in the Greyhound station across the street. Yeah. What? I get off stage. A sniper? I get off stage. Uh, yeah, just freelance, just some guy, sharpshooter. It wasn't the DC no. guys, was it? No, it was a SWAT team. I, I this guy took his girlfriend hostage with a knife in a bus station, Holy and this guy shit. just creased him. And like I, I get off stage, and uh, this this uh, this chef is like. Come outside with me now, and I'm like, okay, and everything's yellow taped off. Yeah, everything. You know. Wow. Holy shit. Yeah. Nice. I like the way you casually threw out creased him. Uh, I trusted you know, that we would get it. You know what I meant? Creased him. I read a lot of crime fiction. <laughs> I got one in the books. I'm not in my own. I'm just trying to throw that term out, see if it has traction. Stephen Hunter. Yeah. I think we're doing. We're all done. I definitely need more coffee. Right back. Are you guys? I think we're all. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're all finished. Thank you. It's delicious. All right. I'm gonna hit stop. Cool. Okay. AugieSmith.com. MattBronger.com. Yep. Yeah. Twitter. Augie Smith. Two G's. Augie Smith. Two G's. At Bronger. At Bronger. Yeah, I love that. I follow both of you guys. Uh, thanks again. All right, guys, that was it. That was episode 31. Thank you again to Matt Bronger and Augie Smith. And more importantly, thank you to you for listening. Uh, your support means a lot. We are here every Saturday with a brand new episode. And in the meantime, if you want to go catch up on old episodes, you can go to grabbinglunch.com. You can also find it on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud. We're about to hit 600,000 followers on SoundCloud. So uh, lots of ways to find it. Uh, grabbinglunch.com, mattknudson.com. And of course, don't forget to go to Matt Bronger and Augie Smith. 
Sports.com. So um, we will see you next Saturday. Thanks again for the support. And in the immortal words of Russell Simmons, thank you all for coming. God bless. Good night. Good night.